0: It is Women's Health Month, and if there's a special lady person in your life, whether it's your mom, your auntie, your grandma, your spouse, your best lady friend, whoever, you're going to want to listen to this episode, and you might even want to send it their way to encourage them to do some healthy things. In this episode of the It's Wellness Time podcast, I sit down with the great and powerful Julie Ramstetter who is a registered nurse and the trauma coordinator here at San Luis Valley Health. But she doesn't have a bunch of stuff to tell you about all the smarty pants things she has in her head about health. She has a story to tell you, and I'm not going to spoil it for you here, but you're going to want to listen to this entire podcast. I'll give you a little bit of a hint and a little bit of a spoiler alert. Having a primary care provider, that is an important thing. And if you don't have one, whether you're a fellow or whether you're a lady, you might get yourself started giving the primary care division a call over at San Luis Valley Health's Stuart Avenue Clinic. You can reach them at 719-589-8082. They'll get you taken care of. I'm your host, AJ Webb, wellness coordinator and wellness enthusiast, and I know you will enjoy this episode. Please subscribe, like, and share if you do. Julie Ramstetter, nurse Julie Ramstetter. Hello. Thank you for, this is the second time that you've been nice enough to sit down with me with microphones and stuffs. Um, The first time we talked about service excellence because we were working on a project together yep. and I had the good fortune of being on your presentation team while we were doing service excellence presentations what was the name of our team
1: way out of this world Wow,
0: wow. mm-hmm yeah. and Wow was the name of the whole theme for um, service excellence and that was a really cool experience for me because I got to learn from you because you had been doing service excellence for like how many
1: uh, I think it was probably like my third year. Of doing Okay. It. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. And you were, you were super cause you helped us develop structure, but in the middle of this, we were deprived of our fearless leader, Julia Ramstetter. And, um, I don't try to be too pesky and ask too many questions about stuff, but it seemed like there was something going on. And as I kind of found out a little bit more about that situation, I kind of saw this wellness angle, and I think he got an important thing to to talk to some folks about. So that was in uh, when when was that? November of last year. We were, started it, and then we were getting into March. But let, let's talk about about that time and what was going on.
1: I think it was yeah. It was pro- it was this time two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was during this time two years ago. Um, I was going into um, to see my primary care doctor, mm-hmm. and every year at this time, come October, um, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so mm-hmm. I was going in for my routine uh, um, mammogram mm-hmm. is, and and um, exam, and um, and so I was going through that, and um, I. Let's see how this kind of worked out. So it was just routine. Routine.
0: So real real quick, routine. Had you been doing that regularly?
1: Yeah. So since I was probably in my mid-20s, just because I had a um, family history. My mother um, had had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so since I was in about my mid-20s, I was really um, proactive in in making sure that I was... um, doing routine follow-ups with my primary care mm-hmm. provider. I was um, paying attention to any lumps, bumps, or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then um, about that time, I started um, being pretty proactive in doing uh, mammograms. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was just one of those things that I did early on um, in my, um, my life, I think in my mid-20s as, as I started being, uh, you know, trying to pay attention to what my provider's...
0: Or wanting me to do I'm, I'm hip. Right I've only missed <laughs> since since maybe seventh grade, I've only missed a couple of annual physicals or wellness exams just because I started doing them because of sports I always had to go get a sports physical right. and I wish I had like this you know wisdom and, and stuff but I really just kept doing them you know even though I left sport and was just kind of entered the workforce um, but it appears to be a good habit and it you know I'm very fortunate I haven't had any type of a, a serious health issue, usually I go in, I get a clean bill of health. Now they look at my labs from biometrics and stuff like that. Right. And so uh, I wish I could say, it's this wise thing and tell everyone, go to your primary care. But, you know, but I've just been doing it. And, but it also sounds like it was a good habit that you developed. And this was just a routine thing for you a couple of years ago.
1: Right, right. And then, um, so I went and had my mammogram and then I, um, you know, a couple of weeks later I get this phone call and, and, um, it's from our radiology department. They say, Hey, we're going to need you to come in and, and redo something. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, is that the
0: first time that had happened to you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How were so, you
0: feeling when you got that call?
1: Oh, I was pretty nervous. Okay. I was, um, I was anxious. I mean, I hadn't. Like I said, women are encouraged to do self-breast exams and Mm -hmm. and kind of stay on top of it. So I was a a little bit concerned, but not completely freaked out. It was not like uh, I have felt some crazy lump or bump or something somewhere. And and Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, whatever it might have been, I knew it was early. Because I knew the year before I had a clean bill of health. Mm -hmm. So whatever I had in there, I, I was pretty confident that it would... Be an early detection
0: that's a cool word that you were confident in this because I mean I would assume that because you had been going and you knew that everything went super the last year right mm-hmm um, Wow well so that's an interesting I mean because I'm, I'm getting nervous just thinking about that situation but the fact that you felt confident but at the same time a little scared like you're in the game but ooh we don't know how this is gonna go right Wow. That's a, that's probably a lot of emotions going on. So tell me more. What happened next?
1: So I picked up the phone and, um, I've got Amy Robertson, who is my, my OB, um, mm-hmm. my, my, my girl doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, I called Dr. Robertson and, and, um, and I just was like, Hey, what's this? What's going on here? Do you mm-hmm. have, you know, I have, you know, we have access to our, you know, I've got everybody's access and, and, the medical records at my own fingertips, but I can't look at my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So I go the right route and I say, Hey, Dr. Robertson, can you can you look this up and tell me what it is that they're saying or mm-hmm. what that they're seeing or there's concerns about. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course this was on a, a Friday afternoon and and not a lot I can do over it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so she looks it up and and she calls me, you know, she calls me back and she says, you know, there's a little weird abnormality here, but I'm not really too concerned. Again, if it happens to be something, mm-hmm. it's pretty early, and so um, so, um, from that, here forward, we're just gonna wait for the next mammogram to come. Through.
0: That's pretty interesting that you were, I mean, you know, you work in healthcare, you've worked here, so you kind of have these connections, but you would also develop that relationship, patient-provider relationship, and it sounds like you had confidence in what you had been doing from your own care but you also had confidence in your provider there you know to like be there for you and kind of step up like have your back
1: yeah i mean i have been nothing but amazed from day one um with any care that i've received from amy robertson like Mm -hmm. she's just stellar um from the get-go and and you know she's just she's very responsive she's very attentive she's Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what she doesn't know, she asks, um mm-hmm. and she, you know, she wants me to be leading my own care and mm-hmm. she's there to do whatever it is that I feel is necessary for me and support. You're driving aunt. the yeah. bus. Yeah. You're yeah. driving
0: the bus and she's yeah. helping. It. I believe they call that patient centric care.
1: Right, right. All
0: right. Um, awesome. So you you call up Amy she's kind of giving you her idea about what's going on what happens next
1: so uh, then i go back in for a repeat mammogram and they're Mm kind of just looking at the specific specific area that they thought they had concerns with and Mm -hmm. and um and then oh my gosh i can't think of doctor the doctor the radiologist at that point and he was completely amazing because um as they did the mammogram he pulls me into his office and is like look here's where i have concerns Mm -hmm. and here's you know here's what normal looks like and here's what this looks like and these are my concerns and Mm -hmm. you know and and here's our next step this is what i'd like to do next Mm And um, so they pick up the phone and they call Colorado Springs because that's the group that they work with, and they get me set up to do what they call a stereotactic biopsy. Okay. um, Which at the time wasn't available here, but it now is. Oh, cool. um, And it's, um, you know, not a very long procedure, but Mm -hmm. they basically go in and and, um, take a sample of the tissues right exactly where they think they're seen. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem or the abnormal cells so they're kind of in the same time they're doing a mammogram they're taking the sample right from that spot that they have concerns with and and um, it's very painless it's very quick Um, it's very i'm very happy that they now have that available here Mm -hmm. so other people don't have to make the two to three hour trip out of town to have to do that And, Mm -hmm. and again which takes more time and longer to you know to arrange and not convenient yeah not Not convenient convenient going Mm -hmm. out of town um, having to have someone drive you home and
0: well and it's uh, not like you're busy (laughs) or anything like that as the trauma coordinator I mean you have a lot of stuff going on so these are some of the challenges we face when we need to go see that specialist and you know that's I think that's very encouraging that we now have uh, that available here
1: yeah, Janet McGinnis has done an amazing job um, by building, uh, you know, getting some of those resources available, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I know um, I think the it's foundation, not just her alone, the foundation, foundation has raised a couple is, dollars. Is like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, the foundation is, you know, uh, everybody does that part, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's just um identifying things that that are needed here in our community and Mm -hmm. making sure that they do what they have to do to get those resources here Mm -hmm. and I think that's they've done an amazing job
0: awesome so uh, given the circumstances you go up to the Springs it's not you know super convenient but they're able to do what they need to do what happens next
1: so at that point you know as soon as they um, they let me know the results and 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 at that point, I was pretty confident that there was something going on. Mm-hmm. like it just um, I I in my gut feeling was telling me that you've got something I don't know what, but I knew that there was something there. so um, was just, that
0: hard for you? was that did that like you know, because as this you know the amount of care you're getting into increases, what was that like for you as far as like your headspace and how you're feeling about stuff?
1: It was really scary. I mm-hmm. think, you know, at the time I ha- still had two boys in high school and, mm-hmm. and I'm not done raising my kids. I have a granddaughter mm-hmm. and you know, all these crazy thoughts go through your head and, right. and you're scared and you're nervous and, and, um, You're more afraid of the unknown. You don't know Mm -hmm. what it is. You know it's something you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, that's a really um, vulnerable, um, scary feeling.
0: Definitely. Well, and I appreciate what you're doing right now. You're being vulnerable by just acknowledging, right? Because you could, you know, you seem like a pretty tough gal, (laughs) right? And you could have just rough, tough, cocoa puffed it. Nah, my buddy's a doctor, and we got this, and I'm going to lick it, and this, you know, like, no big deal, but... Uh, that that wasn't quite the case. And I, so I bet you there's someone else out there going through something similar. You know, these are very normal emotions as far as the you know, being afraid, the uncertainty of it. Those are those are hard things to deal with.
1: Right. You know, I, ha- I felt like I had a lot of really good support um, from my coworkers and mm-hmm. a lot of good support from my family mm-hmm. and my friends out there. And, and, and then when that kind of came out, then it was, you know, you also found out other people who were going through something mm, similar. And mm-hmm. so it was just like you, you knew you weren't the only one in that boat.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could have kept that all to yourself and maybe not had that same type of social support.
1: Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more.
1: So you know they get me connected with um, their breast surgeons up at um, at Memorial, mm-hmm. and and that was different because at the time you know you're you're not really thinking a whole lot of oh this is my doctor I'm going to go to and I'm just right. you know you're just kind of going with the flow and whatever mm-hmm. they recommend from one end to the other and so at that point I just kind of hopped on and was you know get me in whoever i can as soon as i can Mm -hmm. and and that was my my um that was my goal at the time and Mm -hmm. and so i went in and um and it was it was a you know for as awful as the situation was or could have been Mm -hmm. it was really kind of a great experience and it was good to see how other things how other places operate and Mm -hmm. and um you know, and just knowing that it was, everything was, fo- the focus was completely on me at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a good job. They took care of you. Oh, yeah. You know, they 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 set it up to where you see multiple doc- doctors and you get um, the different options based off of your diagnosis of what level of uh, cancer you have and, and mm-hmm. what, um, you know, what stage you're at and, and what your options are according to that and um, and give you the full picture, and then mm-hmm. they give you some time to think about it and say, you know, here we give you all these options, and then, and then now it's your decision. And what do you want to do?
0: Sounds like you're still driving the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: But they they give you every opportunity to know you can do X, Y, or Z Z, L, M, N, O, P, and <laughs> here it is, mm-hmm. and and now you get to choose.
0: Super. So you go through that procedure
1: yeah so we go through the procedure and and um you know and the option i mean i chose a very extreme option but i also i also felt that i was young enough to to handle a surgery Mm -hmm. of that nature and you know i uh, you know the the surgery i went through was probably not what most people my age might not have gone through but Uh to me i was like nope i'm don't want to deal with this anymore. Let's take care of it and let's move on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and then the day I go in for surgery, they're like, Are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they check a couple more times. And, and then at that point, I was like, Yeah, I was pretty certain. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I think after I had the first conversation with the breast surgeon, um, I was pretty confident of what my decision was then, mm-hmm. and then once I went through visiting all the other doctors, I was even more confident about what my decision was, okay. um, of what route I wanted to go as far as treatment.
0: Super. So everything goes as planned.
1: Everything goes as planned. I mean, it was. Um, I wouldn't say it was a cakewalk, but it was mm-hmm. pretty dang close. And I, you know, very little pain, very no complications. Mm-hmm. Um, um, did have to go back in for a second procedure but pretty minor mm-hmm. um, but other than that I was you know I I felt like I was I was well taken care of and and uh, follow-up was all done back here um, mm-hmm. with my provider and with uh, Dr. Robertson and and again just she was, she has been amazing and always checking in on my mental health and making mm-hmm. sure I'm good with me. And, mm-hmm. you know,
0: well, that's, you know, that's awesome. Cause again, um, that is an extreme situation where we might feel that, uh, you know, we might start feeling you know, anxiety, depression, and I'm only speculating here, right? You right. went through it, so check me on it. But, um, Probably pretty normal to be very nervous about that. And I think that's awesome that Dr. Robertson was checking in on the entire Julie Ramstetter. Right. Right. Um, And that maybe if someone's going through something similar, they may need support in a similar capacity and know that that's a normal thing to be scared about this, anxious about this. And to still talk with your primary care provider if those emotions are so intense that it's interrupting the rest of your life.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, any time I was going back in um, to follow up with Dr. Robertson and um, Denise, her Uh nurse, like it was they completely took the time to sit down and and chat with me and and follow up and see how I was doing. And occasionally I'd get a phone call or a text and see how you were doing and, Uh you know, all that good stuff. So I felt like I had, you know, from... From my p from my provider, I felt like I had amazing follow up.
0: Awesome, and the ultimate, like the end game, is a clean bill of health. Right. Awesome. Right. This is this is in a way, like bad situation, best case scenario. Would you agree with that? I, am I yeah, putting more absolutely. Gmail? Yeah, okay.
1: absolutely. I think. Um. I. I guess my one of my biggest takeaways from this is that no one likes to go see their doctor no one likes to go have blood drawn nobody really likes to go do their get poked um, yeah, be get, scared screening mm-hmm. all that all the stuff that you have to go through mm-hmm. um but it, but if you think of it from a i'm from a proactive side of i'm really trying to make sure that if something does go wrong i'm aware of it mm-hmm. early on you're not, engaged
0: in your care Right and again, you have that relationship developed where you can have those honest back and forth or those very productive and functional back and forth that give them the information they provide the information, but also put you at ease or at least you feel confident. Right. right. All right. Um, Julia, I. I, uh, I want to think about what do you think might have happened if you would have skipped a year or what do you think might have happened if. No, we're just speculating. If you skipped a couple of years, what do you think? What do you think could have happened? I, Did they I, ever know, explain that?
1: I, you know, it was um, it was crazy because um, the type of cancer that it was was very um, fast-growing mm. cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, I when I initially was diagnosed early, it was in this teeny little tiny area. And then, um, and then I was scheduled to have surgery and, and mm-hmm. it was during my son's wrestling tournament mm-hmm. at state and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I can't do it then. So mm-hmm. I pushed it off another week and then um, we were going the week after state and so I was ready for that, that to happen then and then um, the bomb cyclone hit and so that <laughs> kind of um, put a damper on everything. So they shut everything down mm-hmm. and um, and that d- it didn't happen then and so then um, I had to wait another couple of weeks after that to get rescheduled. And, and so by the time that happened, um, there was a larger area mm. that was um, affected that, mm-hmm. that it had already grown. So just a little bit and amount so, of time it had. Right. So you're talking in two to three months time mm-hmm. from the initial diagnosis um, of just a small area. It had significantly uh, got bigger. And mm-hmm. so... I don't like to think about that. Of course. Um, but I'm I'm really glad that I was
0: I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought it up unless maybe there's someone that's listening to this or someone who's listening to this that knows someone, maybe that's the that's the incentive or the initiative or the information they need to, you know, hey mom, hey sis, hey so and so you're really important to me and are you on top of this you know I think about men's health issues you know I lost my dad when I was young and I don't know if I'd have the the uh, gumption to you know say hey pops I you know like I don't know if I'd be able to do that but you know I'm, I'm thinking about those things as far as how do we ask our ask our loved ones ask our friends um, and they maybe not even ask them but just encourage them to take care of themselves
1: yeah, I, I think like when it came to my sister, my daughter, mm-hmm. um, um, some cousins, um, any of them that had already had some concerns or thoughts, or you know, some of my close friends and coworkers, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, you have something there, go get it taken care of, mm-hmm. go check, mm-hmm. just go check, mm-hmm. and, um, and and it, and it is, it's scary mm-hmm. because you don't know, um, and you know, and and it, even if you think that there's a little lump of something and, and it doesn't bother me. Um, a lot of people are like, well, as long as it doesn't bother me, then I, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'd rather know for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's, that's what I always encourage is, Mm -hmm. is, you know, just, just go get it taken care of. Mm -hmm. Um, don't wait until it becomes bothersome or be or it becomes an issue before you start doing something about it. Because at mm-hmm. that point, then you are probably too late.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You definitely made things possibly more complicated. Definitely. Um, another observation of mine is that you had developed this routine. You had a relationship with your primary care provider. And maybe if people aren't even ready for you know, that stage, I understand mammograms if you don't have the history that's something that lady focal started at age 40 right maybe it's not a bad idea and and maybe it already happens a lot and i just i'm an ignorant dude but developing that relationship with the primary care provider even if they you know leave or something like that it's time to go get a new one and and start developing that relationship
1: Absolutely, I think you know when I was in my mid twenties, and I initially started down this road, and mm-hmm. and um, I knew that there was a family um, history, and there was an increased risk, mm-hmm. um, and you know um, there wasn't. You know they can do the blood test for your BRCA genes, but those are those are pretty limited. You know they're mm-hmm. they're doing more and more research and putting lots of time and and money and efforts into more research to um that it's not just your bracket genes that are are, you know leave you susceptible to developing breast cancer um there are other things that they're looking at and and maybe it is hereditary maybe it was something you know i came in who knows where it came from Mm -hmm. but um but the plan with my primary care since i was in my mid-20s was you know we're going to get you we're going to stay on top of this and every year like clockwork she ordered that you know mm-hmm. she ordered that mammogram and i was good about going in and doing a yearly physical and mm-hmm. checking my thyroid and doing some blood work and vital signs and all that and while i felt great and i nothing ever felt bad but it was one of those things that i i knew um i was at risk for and i should stay mm-hmm. on top of mm-hmm. so just being proactive
0: being proactive being engaged that's not always the easiest thing to do because we get scared about, you know, I've been in there thinking, oh, I don't want to ask my doctor about this. You know, we kind of, but my observation is that, you know, docs are there for you, right. you know, and I'm sure it's different for individual, but, you know, so far my experience has been they're they're engaged too. They're ready. They're, they're there to help you. And that's part of the satisfying thing about the job that they've chosen is being right. able to help people.
1: Right. Yeah, it's the those it's those types of wins that makes us keep going back mm-hmm. to our job all the time. Yeah, definitely. Like it makes it that that's what makes it worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and then anytime old wellness nerd over here hears about someone who's engaged in their care, and you know, doing the annual wellness exams, doing these things that are are good for them, and it works as far as it catches something early, you know there's multiple angels that get their wings. You know, it's, 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 I I enjoy hearing about how well those situations go out. And I think about the folks that might be worried about someone else. I hope they're able to hear something like this, encourage other people to um, get after it, take care of themselves. So people can live long, happy lives with their friends and family
1: right and i think it's just being responsible for you Mm -hmm. and um and take the time out to take care of you Mm -hmm. and um however that might be and um and Mm -hmm. you know um take time out to your 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 exercises daily good Mm -hmm. physical health good mental health um you know taking timeouts taking breaks Mm -hmm. um whatever it is to to make sure that you are and no one else is going to do it for you. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take care about taking care of you.
0: Yeah. Well, so I'll wrap this up. Uncertainty, that can be a scary thing, right, Julie? Absolutely. And when you get some news, that you got to go back in. Being scared, that's totally a normal emotion.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, I, I, um, the unknown is is awful some days. Mm-hmm. Um, but again... Um, if you are on top of it and you are like I said if whatever it was I knew it wasn't couldn't be too horrible because I was mm-hmm. I just had one the year before so mm-hmm. you know it's just some of those things that that went through my mind
0: hmm and you're not it. alone because you got super primary care providers and doctors out there to take care of yeah. you. and There's probably someone else going through something similar. And so there's some more support out there like that to encourage you, empower you and do these things to help you.
1: Yeah, there's amazing, you know, tons of women that I found out after the fact of who had gone through similar situations and, you know, and uh, there's just a lot of, you know, support and, Mm -hmm. you know, people that care and want to be there even if it's just someone to talk to or you know or someone to go out and do something with and and they have different support groups out there where you know they encourage women to go do um things together i think it was like a fly fishing trip mm-hmm. or something yeah like that. i'm gonna and, talk to yeah. us
0: about uh casting yeah. oh i forgot the name of it but uh yeah yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and so i got i got one of those invites too i didn't mm-hmm. take advantage of it but but it was out there and and um, but again, just knowing that you're you're not out, you're mm-hmm. not alone.
0: Well, I'm so happy that you're healthy. Thank you so much for telling us about this and being vulnerable. And in uh, the spirit of women's health awareness and breast cancer awareness and cancer awareness, you're the best for sharing your story. It's not so easy. Thank you, Julie.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. All right. That's it for this episode of the It's Wellness Time podcast. Thank you for listening along. Please take a second to review. Give it a five-star rating. Share it with your friends. Do all these things via the social medias. That will help me show that folks are out there listening. I look forward to bringing you more information, more inspiration to help you with your wellness. Have a super day.